Are you laughing now? All right, all right. My beater's on. My coffee's full. I'm ready to rock and roll. Welcome to episode 16 of Embrace the Suck, the only official, licensed, sanctioned, unseasonably warm podcast of APG, bringing you two cents worth of free perspective on the heavy-hitting lifestyle. Here with me today is co-founder of APG, Rob Stella. Say what's up, Rob. What's going on? All right. I'm your host, Bill Hart, coming to you almost live, this time from Verkoyansk, Russia, Outside the uh, just outside the Arctic Circle, where residents have reported unusually high temperatures of just over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and apparently, while some residents are enjoying days of swimming and just being outside without a parka, this also has uh, resulted in a sharp uptick in forest fires. I guess the uh, temperatures <laughs> in this place range from negative 90 to now the new high of 100.4. Not the deal. So I don't want to hear any complaining about what it's like outside. All right, before we get to it, quick beard update. We're staring at the business end of I have no idea, like since March sometime. I and, think uh, you finally graduated up to a Victorian circus barker. Oh, well, it's red hot. Yeah. Carnival barker, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Step right up, step right up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come one, come all. One thin dime, one tenth of a dollar. See the amazing snake boy. Walks and talks like a man. Rolls on his belly like a reptile. High above the center stage without the safety of a net. Dude, we had, remember, did you ever have um, Chief Pardue when you were I in? I did not, no. Dude, he would do that. He did this whole snake boy thing. And he, it was, he could just go on and on, but he would do it while he was beating you. So it was. That's what was amazing about uh, SEAL training. As hard as everyone says it is, dude, just the, the humor out of everybody. That somehow instructors made some of the worst conditions freaking hilarious. Yeah, between that dude and um, – I can't remember. Well, there's a few guys that would that would walk behind you while you were bear crawling when you'd have one of those long bear crawls and they'd just call out different jobs you could go do instead of this one. Like anything, like ice cream salesman. You could drive an ice cream truck. It would be cool. Kids would love you. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So topic for today, Rob has red hot topic action. Um, and we kind of came up with this one. Because uh, as we generate the, the Tuesday tip of the week that we, that we put out through our website, and you can, little plug, you can check that out and sign up for it if you like. Uh, but we put this out and people start asking more and more about um, what's some of the, the meat of the material that we put out or what are some of the most common things that we address when we work with the client. And so we start, we thought uh, we'd just start going down that road and, um, and see what you think. So Rob put something good together. So Rob, you want to take it away? Yeah, you know, uh, served for 24 years, and all 24 years, we had a pattern of people consistently showing up to the base trying to find out what our secret sauce was, man. What's the magic pill? And, and we, we let them know. It's like, hey, man, there is no magic pill. However, there are certain things that we absolutely do that set us up to be uh, as successful as we've been. And, uh, and, and we're, we're going to talk about one of those today uh, to give people kind of a heads up on on ways they can actually start performing at a higher level. Um, and I bring this up because, I mean, 2020 has been interesting to say the least, man. It's, it's pretty much knocked everybody off their normal routines and it shocked the entire world. And uh, to most, it's been pretty overwhelming. So, I mean, it started with Popeye's chicken attacking Chick-fil-A and it all went downhill from there, dude. We've had 
coronavirus outbreak, Tiger King, murder hornets, quarantine, losing Kobe, losing jobs, uh, parents having to homeschool their kids, like they have any business teaching anybody anything, but um, that's been a challenge for everybody. Parents having to entertain their kids, uh, some new uh, country popping up in Seattle. I mean, you name it, it's gotten weird. And, uh, and, and, and I think this us, all started with uh, some, some woman just wasn't paying attention to her kid at the gorilla exhibit in 2016. This could have all been avoided, right? Right. right. <laughs> Let's just find out what the root cause of all this is. So we, we want to talk to people today about something we call stress inoculation. Um, this is something that, you know, with, with, uh, with the struggles people have um, and, and seeing how people are just responding to many of us, this has just been another year. Uh, maybe not the year we planned, but aside from the weirdness, it's been pretty bearable. And, you know, aside from not being able to work face to face with our clients in our business, this has probably been our most productive year since we launched almost 10 years ago. Uh, we were able to reset and accomplish so many things that we've had on the back burner because we've been so busy with our clients. So, I mean, we overall our, our, our new website, launched our weekly uh, tip of the week you talked about a little bit earlier, started this podcast, got uh, certified as a uh, service-disabled veteran-owned small business, which was no easy feat, got new curriculum out there, developed electronic versions of our curriculum for clients, um, figured out how to use Zoom and other platforms to reach our clients. And we did a lot of reorganizing and inner workings on the professional side of our business. And when I talk to other team guys and guys that uh, come from our communities, this is the pattern I see with all of them. So the question is, why is it affected us differently? Yeah, right on, man. Uh, and that's actually kind of lines right up with what we put out uh, just last night on, on the Tuesday tip of the week. Because one of the things we focused on with that was, was not sitting and wishing and waiting and wanting for things to go back to normal because every day is normal. And this is the new normal, even if it's not the normal you're used to. So you're just going to have to figure out how you can get ahead. And, and luckily, we, we made some good moves and recognized that early and started saying, okay, well, what can we do? We can do this, this, and this while we're sitting here. And, uh, and yeah, it's worked out pretty well, if I do say so. Yeah, man. I mean, stress inoculation, it's about preparing in advance to handle the stressful types of things that are going to hit you. And the best way to put it, it's, it's like a vaccine. Uh, the same way vaccines help you uh, get rid of disease. Stress inoculation prepares you to quickly defend against uh, fears, anxiety, and just stressful situations, but basically situations that you don't have any control over. You're going to be stuck in them regardless whether you want to or not. So it allows you to quickly recognize the different cues that are happening in your body and how you're starting to respond to it. And, and then there's some things we're going to talk to that can help drive you through that. So, I mean, the reality of life is regardless how awesome it's going, the wheels are going to come off in 2020 pretty much pulled the wheels off for everybody, you know, in, in a short amount of time, it, it, it disrupted the world. So training yourself with milder forms of stress is what we've always done. And that's, that's allowed us to build our confidence uh, so that we can pretty much quickly respond to anything that comes at us when the wheels come off. And it's, it's really the essence of building that embrace the suck mentality. Yeah, totally. And that's something that you see with team guys, I think. I think that's because team guys come in all shapes and sizes, right? There's short guys, tall guys, fat guys, and so on. A lot of fat guys now, you know, especially after you retire. But um, 
yeah, it's definitely something that you see is no matter what gets thrown at a guy, it just becomes like, yeah, okay, I'll just, I'll just make the changes. You let me know. I'll be over here. But it's, and I think one of the, the, the big things to take away is that this is something that you can learn. This isn't something that you have or you don't have. You can learn to do this. Uh, well, absolutely, man. I, I mentioned it's uh, exposure to a milder form of stress. And for us, it started right in the beginning of SEAL training. Um, everyone's familiar with SEAL trainees going through something called log PT. And, you know, it's funny to call that a milder form of stress because that's something that gives a lot of dudes anxiety coming into it. Or even if we utilize those tools with our clients, it's the thing they, they fear the most. But it's a milder form of stress because it's done in a controlled environment. Nothing bad's going to happen. But the reality is, is uh, you know, SEALs go to war. So what, what do logs have to do with going to war? I mean, there's nobody on the battlefield running around 300 pound log trying to win the day. And we surely haven't had enemy forces showing up, you know, knocking on our doors, surrendering because, Hey, we witnessed you guys out there performing log PT. And uh, I don't know if we can hang with you guys and things you could do with a piece of wood. So, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to call it quitsies and just come quietly. You know, it's, <laughs> that, that's not what it's about, but the reality is, is it builds all these little tools real early in kind of the, uh, the molding of a seal. And, and it's a situation that we don't have any control over. The instructors are going to put us through this and we learn to control what we can control. And the only thing you find out you can control is yourself and your choices. So that means, Hey man, identify what the hell is going on. What's my body telling me? What does this situation right now require from me? What do my teammates need from me? You know, am I getting stressed out? What can I do? And there's, there's a few tools we'll talk to on what you can do when you recognize your body's starting to get stressed out. The bottom line is during our training, we're forced to push ourselves past our limits to rely on techniques that work to, for us, you know, like the breathing techniques, uh, visualization. But the reality is, man, you, you got to rely on your teammates. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I mean, that's definitely something you see, you see during training and during life in the teams is nobody goes it alone. And there's always, there's always those few guys, yeah, that are like super jock or nationally ranked, whatever, handball champion, I don't know. But guys that try to go it alone, it just, it just doesn't last. But it's the, the stragglers and strugglers that go, hey, man, does anybody know how to help me with my swim? Because I suck. But, yeah, but it, you know, it's probably, it's embarrassing to have to, to ask for help, but those are the guys that make it. And those are the guys that are valued because they always end up having more information. They can help people out later on. It's one hand washes the other, as they say. Yeah. And, and the people uh, making it through this, they're not doing it on their own. I mean, we have all kinds of support and just people willing to help out. So it's been pretty awesome, you know, with, with how we got this started up and why stress inoculation is so important in our training and just kind of building the habits that we use to the rest of our life, which we don't even recognize we're doing that. We build these habits so well in training that they're, they almost work in the background um, to where you don't even have to notice it anymore. It's like, it's like writing letters, man. When I, when I write, I don't have to think about each letter. It just comes naturally. And that's where you want it to get because you know, our, our training forced every man to dig deep and answer, you know, what are you going to bring to the team and what are you willing to sacrifice? And most importantly, can you be comfortable with being uncomfortable? And we have learned to really get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So when something like 2020 
continuously slaps us in the face and makes us uncomfortable, it's not overwhelming. And that comes from incorporating stress inoculation into our daily norms. Yeah, I think uh, even for the people that are that appear to be getting what they want in in 2020, you know, people that are saying, I, I want X, Y, and Z, and they're out there for my money, getting enough space to really give themselves a problem. I mean, I, I don't know, have you ever heard that saying that hell's where you get exactly what you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we shall see, I suppose. We'll see what happens. But I think uh, half the people are having a hard time right now, and the other half are going to have a hard time later. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with our mental performance package, this is one small piece out of about 15 different elements we talk to, but they all work with one another because we even talk about uh, visualization and sensorization and all these little tools, um, goal setting, uh, you know, breathing, just trying to control your stress response. Well, stress inoculation allows you to realize that you even need those tools. It's, it's that thing that kind of triggers off and lets you know, hey, you're, you're not completely in control here and you're about to lose even more of it unless you do X, Y, and Z. So it's kind of that little indicator like going off saying, hey, man, it's time to kick in. And I like to use the Bin Laden raid for an example. I mean, that is a, uh, a pretty serious operation that occurred with a lot on the line. If you think about it, one mistake in all the work endless and endless man hours by countless organizations and one mistake, they could have lost them forever. And I asked people, I'm like, hey, so what happened at the very beginning of the op uh, when they were landing on the target? And the reality is, is a top secret, like bajillion dollar stealth helo on its inaugural flight crash lands right into Bin Laden's uh, garden, you know, right in his backyard. He had this nice little uh, organic tomato garden he was growing that we just completely annihilated. But, uh, you think that was planned? Well, it wasn't planned to the exact way it occurred, but it was absolutely planned. I mean, that right there was the Titanic of the Hilo world occurring, but it didn't end like the Titanic. It could have. It could have easily ended in an embarrassing disaster, and I'm sure those in Washington watching it on the big screens were pretty much crapping themselves when they saw it occur. But what was the outcome? Did it even slow down the op? And the reality is, it's not even close because we train for that kind of situation. The worst thing that can happen when you're inserting into a target occurred and it didn't even slow down the operation. First off, we always have a plan, but we, we understand that the plan will never go as planned. And it's just like if you're a football player, any kind of athlete, you got the X's and O's and you got this plan. It looks great. And then the game starts, it goes dynamic, and the, and the other team starts doing other stuff. Well, your plan's never going to go as planned. Once first contact happens, you got to adapt to it. So we always have plan B, C, D, and so on, and we learn to adapt. But we need to maintain that control, and that's where that stress inoculation comes in. We're able to maintain control of our emotional and physical being. And for that, the plan was called a bump plan. So if they lost a helicopter on that way in, each person knew their responsibilities. They knew who's in charge of destroying sensitive equipment and technology. They know who was going to grab the weapons or destroy them if they're too heavy to carry or who would take care of all the ammo. We couldn't leave all that stuff on target. 
And they also knew what helicopter they were riding home in when the op was done, as well as the people on those helos. They, they're going to know they're going to have extra people in their head count because that's, that's pretty important so they don't take off without dudes. So it, it's a lot like ants getting their hill kicked in. They don't sit around and yell and they're like, damn it, what the hell, you know? They immediately get to work and start rebuilding and doing what they trained their bodies to do. And this is all done under a tremendous out of, uh, amount of stress in an operation, but they're able to do it well. And each individual needs to keep their shit together. And that's what stress inoculation allows us to do. Any regular person in that situation, and, and I don't look down on it, if they haven't trained with this mentality and this type of uh, stress inoculation built into their psyche, then it would make sense up. Or, or fall apart. And that's why we train the way we do and add it to our daily routines. Yeah. And so, so when, when things do go wrong, I mean, like you say, you've got you've to have a contingency plan, but uh, you've also got to have a, a chance to mentally reset and just kind of hit that button and say, okay, it's sort of like the flow chart, right? Like you got the flow chart and it says, do you have 50 cents change? Yes, no. And like, no, you got to park somewhere else, right? So contingency plan. Right. So, but it's like that, you know, your helicopter, you, you, you're on the ground. Did the helicopter crash? Yes or no? No. Continue mission. Yes. Destroy helicopter, then continue mission. Right. So you just have to have this flow chart built. But that's that's a huge component. But the, I guess one of the things about um, I think it was a, a, one of the um, I can't remember how many it is. I want to say five or six. Now, some team guy I am right. Uh, Universal special operations truths. But the one that always stuck out to me was that. Um, you cannot build a special operations capability mid-crisis. So when things have already gone wrong, it's too late to try to, to try to put something in place. You have to do this ahead of time. Yeah, man. And I think reset is the best tool we have. It's the number one tactic we'll use. If we start getting shot, you do a quick reset, look around, make sure everybody's on the same sheet of music, and you get everybody pulling in the same direction. And honestly, um, looking at it in sports, you know, I, I didn't know a lot about um, basketball, but as I started to learn about it, as we started working with it, I really started to understand how they use their timeouts. And it's a little bit different than a lot of sports teams do, but basketball coaches are really sharp about using it when they see their team starting to get overwhelmed. So it's really a strategic and tactical move they make where they allow their players to take a wrap off, they recenter, and they come together as a bunch of sled dogs pulling in the same direction. And it allows them to control their stress response, build an awareness, and allow them to adapt to a uh, situation and kind of replan. Be like, hey, man, here's the way we're going right now. We're reprioritizing. We're going to go out there and crush it. So they control what they can control. And that, that little timeout is what we use. We use a little reset. Like, oh, shit, we crashed. Everybody okay? All right, cool. Continue mission. You guys know your jobs. Let's go for it. And if somebody had a question at that time, they can ask it real quick, but it doesn't really slow down the operation. You just take a quick little reset, take a breath, and then get focused and start to execute. All right, man. Well, so let's start hitting on some of um, how people can do this in their everyday life, you know, when they're not on a helicopter and not on a mission, right? Because, I mean, I think a lot of these things people say, okay, yeah, if, if it, if, if and when civil war kicks off or, or continues down the street from me, then I'll put these in place. But 
let's talk about how can people in everyday life start applying these concepts. I think the first thing that people have to grasp is you can only control what you can control. And that's the hardest pill to swallow for some people because everyone wants to control their environment and it's, you know, what they want and what they need are two different things sometimes. And there's certain things that we need to survive that people are brushing to the side because there's things they want, like the way it used to be. Oh, the way it used to be isn't there. So what are you going to do now? All right. So, yeah, we talked a little bit about how to deal with stress, you know, prepare for it before it hits you between the eyes and then what to do once you're neck deep in it in terms of not looking to avoid it, but sort of, sort of drink it in. And we have that saying in the teams about do something that sucks every day. So it means go out there and find something a little bit uncomfortable, make yourself a little uncomfortable, find something that's a little bit outside your comfort zone because nobody gets stronger just sitting there you know, reading a book or listening to a podcast. Like if you're, if you're listening to this, you need to be doing something else as well. You need to be in the middle of something. You need to make yourself uncomfortable, make yourself get stronger. That's how your body grows. That's how we grow as, as people and as organizations is by finding something that's a little bit beyond our reach and then, and then training so we can get to it so we can accomplish. Yeah. You know, I, I think this, this uh, stress inoculation, being able to recognize your stress response and start using uh, some of these different tools that we talk to. That's really the difference between being resilient or just hopeful, you know, and, and a lot of people don't understand that whole concept, but resiliency is, is allowing us to return, return to some kind of normal state of functioning. We're hopeful. It's just, well, I hope this occurs, but I'm not going to partake in any act Give me the external of are gonna, are gonna up, work itself up, out up. where resilient I, I don't know if my my connection wobbled or something it, and it, it just went like you went into the matrix oh cool man i did i just i just took the red pill and the shit ain't working <laughs> it ain't working hey this sucks reality's ass dude put me back right <laughs> awesome all right man yeah, so, you know, stress inoculation allows us to recognize our body's stress response. And, you know, we learn to push our limits, but to do that, we got to build resiliency. But I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between resiliency and hope. And hope is very external where you aren't doing anything to get your goal. You're just hoping the external things that occur will end you there at the finish line where resiliency that's about you conceptualizing and doing something to return to some form of a normal state of functioning you know after stress trauma any kind of thing you are actually doing something and growing internally to get to that goal where hope is just like well let's see what happens and you know, we'll see how that works out for you, but you may never reach that goal. And, and then you're just going to be even more pissed off. So yeah, there was a, uh, control. there was a good book that I remember from years ago by uh, David Hackworth. And I think it was called hope is not a course of action. I think that's what it was called. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. man, I mean, that's, that really sums it up is that you just sitting there hoping is not going to get you from here to there. You're going to have to actually do something. You are, just like you said, do something that sucks every day. Um, 
as stupid as this sounds, before I went to SEAL training, I was doing this to myself without realizing what it was. I didn't know it was stress inoculation, but I would challenge myself anytime I could physically because that built the mental. But, you know, if I got to a set of stairs, I would skip every two steps and sprint up it. Uh, I had an alarm set. So every half hour and a half hour, I dropped down and do a certain amount of push-ups. So my body got used to doing push-ups any time. So doing little things around the house or, hey, man, I think I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and work out. And, you know, you have a hard time falling asleep that night. Something happens. You didn't get all the sleep you thought you were going to get. And you wake up, the alarm goes off, and you're feeling horrible. And, oh, you know what, I'll do that tomorrow. No, don't do it tomorrow. You get up and you do it just like you planned it as much as it sucks, as much as you don't want to do it. That's how you start building those habits. When you take that shortcut, you've just lowered your standard and, and you've just weakened your ability to handle being uncomfortable. Nice. All right, man. Well, you want to, uh, you want to hit, the, hit the highlights, hit the summary here, and then we'll wrap it up for the people. Sure, man. So, I mean, the main summary of these concepts is obviously understand what you can control recognize your body's stress responses and that's it's going to be different for everyone so you just kind of kind of have to find out what your sweet spot is and then recognize signs that that you're leaving it whether it's your heart rate going up whether there's a sensation you get we all have these uh, responses and more importantly is start to recognize those uh, of the people around you so that you can help them out like we said man it's all about teamwork in this so you can help out your teammates or your family members or your coworkers when you notice them getting out of their little optimal zone of functioning learn to push your limits and build resiliency as we said do something that sucks every day try to challenge yourself if you don't like putting shopping carts all the way back in the space they go because they're 50 yards away from you well you go do it yeah how much time does that actually take it sucks it's uncomfortable go try it and build new habits uh, learn to reset and get everybody pulling in the same direction allows you to lower that stress as well and to refocus and realign. And I think that's, that's one of the things a lot of people have a difficult time doing, but you need to trust yourself so you can execute. All right. Solid talk, man. Solid talk from a man who knows. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? Anything you want to push? Uh, you know, uh, make sure you guys are getting on, www.apg.team and check out uh, the content we put up there and go ahead and subscribe for that Tuesday tip of the week. It's a one minute read at most, but it's chock full of good information that uh, could help build a little different perspective and give you a little nugget of motivation maybe for the week. And make sure you guys join us next week because we're going to dive into another technique that we use throughout our SEAL careers that uh, we think you guys are going to find pretty interesting. All right, all right. So if you've got any uh, questions, thoughts, comments, or concerns, or anybody has an idea for a topic you'd like to hear us cover, just send us a quick email at info at apg.team. And as the sun sets slowly in the east, we will leave you with the words of fictional character Tyler Durden, who reminds us that on a long enough timeline, the survival rate drops to zero. that you are not.